you brought your Bibles, turn to uh, 1 Corinthians. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians in just a few minutes. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We've been focused around 1 Corinthians 12 for some time now. So today I want to continue a sermon series on I Am a Church Member. This uh, series title uh, came from a book written by Dr. Tom Rayner. Dr. Rayner made a really a staggering discovery while he was gathering information for his book. And he suggests, and, and I agree with him, um, that the reason that we see a decline in evangelical churches today is that most Baptists have lost, their, lost the biblical understanding of what it means to be a, um, a, a church member, a biblical church member. On vacation, uh, I went to a, a mall area, a strip mall area, and some of you probably have been to where Belk is out towards Sevierville, and there's a church that shares the same parking lot with that mall. Beautiful church, and ar- the architecture was beautiful. And it had a for sale sign, 4.79 acres, I think, and uh, it, it, it looked relatively new, but it had closed. It was empty, and it was for sale. And you're seeing that happening time and time and time again. And in Dr. Rayner's study, he said one reason we see that quite often, a decline in uh, evangelical churches to even to the point of closing, is that we have lost the biblical understanding of what church membership is. And so today, you and I are either a biblical church member or we are just simply practicing what Rainer uses. He uses a word called churchianity. And that word churchianity came from another book that he had written and I was looking through it. And the title of that book is Nine Traits of an Outwardly Focused Christian. And in that book, he uses the word churchianity and uh, uh, churchianity really is not a word but if it was a word it would be defined as this practicing our church and religious beliefs according to human standards rather than biblical guidelines so we've discovered the past five weeks that uh, in that What we've heard and what I've shared with you, we've discovered that we are either a true, bona fide, legitimate, biblical church member, or we have to decide if we're just practicing churchianity, where where we just practice church and religious beliefs based on human standards rather than biblical guidelines. Now, we've discussed that biblical church membership simply means, first of all, a biblical church member is functional. We talked about that in 1 Corinthians 12. We all, when we're saved, we're, we're given the Holy Spirit. We're also given uh, spiritual gifts, natural abilities to, to edify and build up the body of Christ in the local church. We talked about a biblical church member as a unifying church member, 1 Corinthians 13. John 13, 34, 35, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I've loved you, that you 
also love one another. By this shall all men know you're my disciples if you have love one for another. So a biblical church member is a church member that practices love for the body of Christ. A biblical church member is not about our preferences. Number three, it's not about our desires. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about being first. It's not about my preferences, my desires. But it's about being a servant. And Jesus said that if you want to be great in the kingdom, you have to be a servant. If you're trying to be first, you're going to be last. If you want to be first, then you must be a servant. And then fourth, a biblical church member will lead their family members to be healthy church members. I shared about my personal testimony, how I grew up in a Christian home, and we went to church every time the doors were open, and and it was not out of a legalistic way that we went. Some of you did the same thing. It was simply because my parents loved the church. I remember a phrase my dad used when he would hear of a faithful church member Going on to be with the Lord, he'd say something. He was a good churchman. Good churchman. He loved the church. There's a reason for that. And so the family and the church go together. The point is that I'm to find joy in serving uh, my, you know, my, my household, my wife, my children, joy in serving them, as well as finding joy in serving in the household of faith my brothers and sisters in Christ. And so today I want us to look at a biblical church member as opposed to a person who practices church, uh, churchianity. A biblical church member will value and treasure church membership as a gift. As a gift. Have you ever thought of that? Have you ever looked at your church membership as being a gift to you? Have you ever thought about your church membership as a gift? You say, well, Brother Sammy, my salvation is a gift. Well, that's true. There's a lot comes with your salvation. There's a lot bundled up in that one gift. A lot. Salvation is a gift. Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so salvation is a gift, comes from God. My eternal life is a gift. My home in heaven is a gift, a gift of God. Jesus said, I'll give unto them eternal life and and none of them will ever perish. Salvation is a gift. Eternal life is a gift. Heaven is a gift. Jesus said, if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. That is a gift from God. Heaven is a gift from God. But have you ever thought your church membership being a gift? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you will, look at verse, let's look at verse 27 through 31. Paul says this. He says, Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Notice that. You're the body of Christ and members in particular. And God hath set, now some translations use the word appointed, some use the word placed. God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles and gifts and healings and helps and governments and diversities of tongues. And, and then he begins to ask the series of rhetorical questions 
questions, are all apostles? Well, no. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers? Well, no. Have all the gifts of healing? No. Do all speak in tongues? No. Do all interpret? But covet earnestly the best gifts, and, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Now, I want you to understand what's taking place prior and then what he says here in verse 27 and 28, he says, Now you're the body of Christ and members in particular, and God has set, God has appointed, or God has placed some in the church. Now notice what takes place in previous verses and previous chapters. You receive a gift, and that salvation is a gift. We talked about that. It's a gift of God. You receive a gift. It's a free gift of salvation. But this salvation includes eternal life, life without end. This salvation includes forgiveness of sins. Your sins are forgiven. Whatever they were in the past, present, whatever they'll be in the future, God will forgive you of your sins. Has forgiven you, is forgiven you, will forgive you. Then you're adopted. That's part of the salvation. You're adopted by the Father into the family of God. He becomes your heavenly Father. We become the children of God. As many as received Him, to them He gave the power to become the sons of God, the children of God, even to them that believe on His name. So part of that salvation is eternal life and forgiveness and adoption. And don't forget, part of that salvation is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But don't forget, part of that salvation gift also includes becoming part of the body of Christ. You see the gift? Do you see your church membership as a gift that's included in eternal salvation? You see, the point is, membership in the body of Christ is also a gift of God. Now listen, friend, church membership is not about a legalistic obligation that you have. I hope you are not made to come to church today. I hope you don't see that you have a, quote, responsibility to be in church to some degree, perhaps. But I hope you're here because you are, you're loving the Lord Jesus by being here. It's not about country club perks. We talked about church membership like a country club where we get all the benefits from the church and we pay our dues here and there, just a little amount here and a little amount there. And, and we get all these benefits from the church. It's, it's not about legalistic obligation. It's not about country club perks. It's not about entitlements. Church membership is a gift from God, and it should be treasured, and it should be cherished as such. Most of my prized possessions that I hold dear to my heart are those who were given to me by those who love me. And I'm sure you're the same way. Someone gives me something and, and I prize that possession because uh, it's dear to my heart because the person that gave it to me, I, I love them. I have a watch, a pocket watch. I like pocket watches. And this pocket watch was given to me by my father-in-law about two months before he died. And, uh, and what's unique about this pocket watch is that uh, during World War II, while he was in the infantry and artillery, he found this pocket watch on a dead German soldier. And this, this German soldier had killed an American soldier and had taken his pocket watch. 
And Mr. Williford saw that this belonged to an American soldier, and he didn't want that German soldier, which was dead, to have this American soldier's pocket watch, so he brought this watch home. And he gave his watch to his papa in 1945, his dad. And his dad carried this watch, I think, to about 1965, 67, somewhere along in there. And then he died. And then about a month before Mr. Williford died, he gave this watch to me. And I prized this watch. This is a cherished possession of mine because it was given to me by somebody that I love. And this watch here, this, is a, this right here is a railroad pocket watch. It's a... It's a uh, it has an uh, uh, engraved locomotive on the back. This was given to me by two employees in 1973 or 74 at TGNY, Alberta and Roberta May, twin sisters that worked for me, that wanted me to start collecting pocket watches. I love that watch because it got me started collecting pocket watches. And then I love them for doing that, and then this book is a pastor's manual. And every preacher, when they start, I'm sure Brother Jerome has one. But when you start, you have this Hobbs pastor's manual. You make sure you get one because if you've never held a funeral before, it'll really help you. If you've never held a wedding before, it'll really help you. And it talks about ordination. And it talks about deacons, and and it's really good. And most preachers have a Hobbs pastor's manual. And this was my dad. My dad gave me one, and then when he died, uh, I received this. This was precious to me because it came from my dad. This Bible right here is precious to me because it came from Frank Messer. This is a Schofield reference Bible. When I came here to Mountain View, everybody had a Schofield reference Bible but me. And uh, Frank wanted to make sure, and you can see it's well-worn. He kept this one. Francis, on his desk. And before he died, he said, I'm going to give you something. Several years before he died, he said, I'll make sure you got a Schofield reference Bible. So I got a Schofield reference Bible. And then I get greeting cards. I get cards, and I consider cards a gift. They're a gift to me from people that I love, and I know people love me. This comes from, from my daughter on Father's Day. Yeah, Father's Day. It says, Father's Day... On Father's Day, Dad, I always remember the things you told me to do. Study hard, be responsible, get good grades, mind your manners, be kind to animals, save for a rainy day, respect your elders, so on, so on, so on. Being your kid has been a heck of a lot of work. <laughs> but, but you're worth it. Happy Father's Day. And I love that because it comes from somebody that I love. Do you know your church membership came from somebody that loved you enough to die for you and place you into the family of God and gifted you with spiritual gifts and natural abilities that his church might be edified and glorified and built up? Don't you think you need to love him enough to serve him in that capacity? Sure. That's what church membership it's about. It's a gift. Realizing it's a gift. And when you see your church membership as a gift from God, your whole attitude changes about church membership. Your, your attendance, your attitude toward attendance will change. Your Bible fellowship will take on a new meaning. You'll have a new song in your heart when you come into worship. You'll give in a biblical way. You'll, you'll serve with, with joy and 
and your legalism will be turned into sincerity. A biblical church member will cherish and treasure his membership as a gift from God. Well, biblical perspective of the church, of the gift of church membership. But notice, universal church or local church. Now, here's a question. Somebody will say, well, Brother Sammy, he's really talking about the universal church. Well... You know, some would argue that the body of Christ mentioned here in 1 Corinthians 12 refers to the universal church, and they'd be right. Now, that simply means universal church, all believers everywhere for all ages. That's right. We we are a universal church. However, you have to remember the universal church and the local church are not exclusive of one another. You see, to the contrary, the majority of the New Testament books were written to local churches. For example, the book of Acts provides how the Spirit worked in Jerusalem church and Antioch and and Cyprus and uh, Inconia and and Lystra and Pamphylia and Macedonia and Thyatira. These are all churches in Thessalonica and Berea and and Athens and Corinth and Caesarea and Ephesus and Troas and Rome and Malta and many others. And you look at the New Testament books and the Bible, they were written to specific local churches like Romans and 1st and 2nd Corinthians, the church at Rome, the church at Corinth, the church at Galatia, the church at Ephesus, the churches at Philippi, the churches at Colossae, churches at Thessalonica. And even four of Paul's books were written to individuals in a church context, such as First and Second Timothy and Titus and Philemon and, and the book of Revelation where he talks to the seven churches. So the point is, it's a lame and invalid excuse to say that you're going to limit your involvement to the universal church. How people say, where you attend church? Well, I'm part of the universal church. Duh. What does that mean? And you have people feel that way. So the Bible is real clear that you're to be connected. Listen, connected to a specific church in a specific context. And so you have the biblical perspective of the gift of membership, the universal church, the local church, and you have to understand the gift. I'm about finished. It's a gift from God that comes with our gift of salvation. And because of it, it's a gift that we have to always be thankful for. You know, when we're thankful for something, then we have less energy to, to be negative about it. We, we want to respond to God for our gift. Now, how do we do that? Well, we, we show Him true appreciation just through serving Him. Through our service to Him, that's, that shows Him appreciation for the gift of church membership. And then we show our appreciation not only to serving God, but, but serving our brothers and sisters in Christ. True appreciation shown to the church family, which means we need to look for places to serve and, and other church members to serve. We need to be thankful. So the biblical perspective of the gift of church membership, the universal church or the local church, neither one's exclusive, one or the other. Understand the gift. Be thankful to God by serving God, by serving brothers and sisters. And then we come to our pledge, this fifth pledge. I want you to look at it. 
What kind of church member am I as we close? Is it about churchianity? I mean, do I, do I practice church and, and religious beliefs just based on human standards rather than on biblical, the biblical uh, guidelines? I am a church member. Now, if it's not about, you know, you're not saved by being a church member. You're a church member because you are saved. See, you're saved, then you become part of a local body of believers. You follow the Lord in believers' baptism, and you begin to function in that local body. I am a church member. This membership is a gift. When I received the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, I became part of the body of Christ. I soon thereafter identified with a local body, and I was baptized. And now I'm humbled, and I'm honored to serve and to love others in our church. And I pray that I'll never take my membership for granted, but see it as a gift and an opportunity to serve others and to be a part of something much greater than any one person or one member. You wouldn't take a pledge like that? I mean, this, this church membership serious. God had a purpose for you in regards to church membership when he saved you. And he gave you spiritual gifts and natural abilities to, to edify and to build up the body of Christ, the local body of believers and, and this local body and other local bodies around us are built up by their members. And because of that, the universal church is built up by their members. So you're just not here to be counted as a number. You're important. Very important. Just think, if you're not using your spiritual gift, think what we're missing out on as a body of believers. Oh, we'll get by. We'll get by. You got by without me last week. We got by... You, we're getting by without all those laying out there in that cemetery. A great saints of God, I depended on greatly. And I can remember when some of them died, some came to me and said, what are we going to do now, Brother Sammy? <laughs> it's God's church. And God sends the people that we need to use as we work together to build the kingdom of God in this congregation. What kind of church member? Am I just a churchianity? Practice church and religion just based on human standards rather than biblical guidelines? Or am I a biblical church member who sees church member as a gift from God? Now listen, when you see your church member membership as a gift from God, everything changes. Everything changes. I mean, your attendance changes and your whole perspective changes in regards to attendance and Bible study and your prayer time and your giving and your serving and your going. All that changes when you see it as a gift from God. Remember, there's no such thing, biblically, as an inactive member. That's just an old backslider that don't want to take part in anything in church. I pray today that you'll take the pledge. That's how we're to get prayer together. Well, Father, thank you for reminding us today the importance of church membership. We see now why it is. I mean, it, it's part of our salvation experience. 
you just didn't save us to sit around, but you saved us to reach a lost world. And you, you're doing that through the local churches. And so, Father, today I pray for each person that's here. I lift them up to you. I pray for the person who's never trusted you as Lord and Savior of their life. Lord, like Philip prayed a few minutes ago, I pray today that they'll come and say, Lord, I want to give you my heart. I want to give you my life. I want to be saved. They can look around as well as I can look around, and they can see this old world is just kind of winding down. And Father, I pray today that you've spoken to hearts that need to be saved. We'll never be good enough And the reason we are saved is because of your grace and mercy shown to us. And you were willing to send your Son to die on the cross. And all of our sins were placed upon him. Our past sins, present, future sins were placed upon him. And he died in our place. And our sins have been forgiven. Our sins have been washed clean by the blood of Jesus. And so today we humbly come to you, understanding that in, that in that salvation experience, Father, we received a lot of things. We received salvation and a home in heaven and forgiveness of sin and the Holy Spirit indwelling with us and being adopted children of yours. But also you've placed us, you've put us, you've appointed us into a local body of believers for purpose. And so today we understand that very clearly. So today I pray we'll take the pledge to see this as a gift from you. I pray for each person here, each Christian here. And Father, I pray that we'll recommit ourselves to you today, Lord, as we've looked at what church membership's all about. Father, I pray now that you'll speak to hearts in our invitation time. Thank you for what you're going to do. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.